Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love my HBCU. Yeah. And man, yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a lot. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, she tap. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Yeah. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. Yeah. And who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yesler yes, and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. Yes. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. I think Mike is literally jumping on as we speak. So we're going to give him a chance to get into the classroom before we officially shut the door. He's like he's sliding into that door as I come up there and I get ready to shut the door. I think he just just in time to get in before we lock the door. Mike, you just making it on time. I see you, Mike. I see you. Running down that hallway. <laughs> Man. <laughs> you need to do a little more of your workout, brother. Man, man, run it, run it, run it is an understatement, brother. Mm. <laughs> hey, welcome to episode 304 inside the HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports from institutions large and small from the NAIA to the NCAA. We share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I would say, you know, Charles been on the treadmill, so he done picked up a little bit of speed. So he he laughing at everybody like he know what he's doing. Now. Hey, you know, Doc, a little bit. Doc, I had that flashback of back when I was online and just trying to slide in the door right before the door closed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, one brother going to see you. Somebody going to see you. About yeah. a house lick you or somebody gonna be like, "What you in here? Thirty seconds? No, man, I'm late." No, I've been here. No, you were thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Doctor Yada Khalil, along with my co-host Mike Washington, Charles Bitch, coming from our home studios and sending a signal live to KCOH 12:30 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. As I talk about it, Mike Washington, how you doing today? Oh, good, brother. Life on the road. Oh, yeah. We understand. Charles, how are you doing today? Doing well, Doc. Doing well. Uh, it's good to be back in here on Tuesday and recap some of these games from this exciting action this past weekend. Uh, a lot of great matchups this past weekend. And then we got some great games upcoming this upcoming Saturday. Yeah. Well, we're going to start talking about some of those time games coming up this Saturday. Uh, we did do a wrap-up for those that didn't catch it. Check us out, 9 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. As you know, on Sunday mornings, go check it out. And we break down all those big-time games from this previous weekend. But let's get into some of this news of the day. Unfortunately, we have the news of Coppin State and Morris loss of men's basketball alumnus Larry Yarbrough. Uh, Coppin State merged the loss of former men's basketball standout Larry Yarbrough, who died on Saturday in Delaware at the age of 51, a native chess Pennsylvania. Yarbrough earned all MEAC honors and was the starting point guard on the Eagles' first ever NCAA tournament team in 1990. Yarbrough, 622 career assists, our school record, and he held the MEAC record in the category of nearly three decades. Yarbrough, 194 steals, also ranked fourth in school history, copping under the leadership of legendary head coach Ron Faye Mitchell. I'm going to take you back a little bit. Went 78-43, which span from 1988 to 92. For the last five seasons, Yarbrough served as the head basketball coach at Delaware County Community College in Media, Pennsylvania. Prior to that, Yarbrough was the head coach of Chester High School, where he combined a record of 214-53 in nine seasons, guiding the Clippers to -to back-to-back PIAA Class 4A titles. Yarbrough coached the only undefeated team in program history when Chester went 32-0 during the 2011 and 12 season and subsequently 
named Daily Sports Figure of the Year. Clippers went 63 and one during those state championship run, which included a 60 game winning streak. So he got it done in many different ways. Take a moment uh, to honor uh, Yarbrey in terms of Cotton State morning the loss of the former men's basketball standout, Larry Yarbrey. With that being said, want to get into some other news. What's on your mind, Charles, in terms of some of the news of the day? Yeah, let's start off with the players of the week. We're going to start off with the MEAC this week as South Carolina State running back Kendra Flowers was named the MEAC uh, Offensive Player of the Week, uh, presented by Coca-Cola. Uh, conference announced on yesterday, and also South Carolina State uh, uh, B.J. Davis was named Defensive Player of the Week, while uh, North Carolina Central linebacker Max Huron was named the Rookie of the Week. So let's take a look at these guys uh, in terms of their standout performance this past week. As Kendra Flowers, he rushed for 153 yards, the third highest single-game rushing total of his career, and two touchdowns in the Bulldogs' 33-9 win over Bethune-Cookman, he scored from one yard out at the end of the first quarter and later had a 67-yard touchdown midway through the third quarter. B.J. Davis picked off a pair of passes uh, against Bethune-Cookman, including one he returned for 59 yards for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. He also chipped in five tackles, two solo, as the Bulldogs held the Wildcats to just two scores. So B.J. Davis and Kendra Flowers, offensive and defensive players of the week in the MEAC. See what they're doing in the MEAC. Mike, you want to tell us what they're doing in the WAC? SWAC? Why, why, sure, Doc. I, I will. You know, the SWAC is named uh, Gramlin's Quartarius Hawkins, along with Jackson State's Niles Gady, Alejandro Mata, and C.V. Wilkinson. It's WAC football players of the week for their outstanding performances. And these guys play, play above the rim, sorts to use the basketball vernacular. Offensively, Hawkins, of course, put on a showcase in the second quarter of Grambling State's uh, game versus Northwestern State on Saturday. He contributed to touchdown pass of 83, 20, and 71 yards as he threw for 292 yards in the first half. Now, Hawkins finished the night 13 to 23, 293 yards to go, along with three touchdowns. And get this, no no interceptions, fellas. Defensively, Gady, I think Charles knows who knows who Mr. Gady is. Um, oh yeah, now it's Gaddy. Gaddy, I'm Gaddy. I'm sorry. Tally the career high three and a half tackles with uh, with also contributing to a career high four tackles for loss in Jackson State's sixteen to three win over Tennessee State on Saturday. His efforts on the defensive side of the ball helped uh, limit Tennessee State to only just under 150 yards, including only two yards rushing. And then specialist, Mr. Alejandro Mata, three field goals and an extra point in Jackson State's win over Tennessee. Y'all got to come up with a nickname for him, seriously. Uh, Oh, okay, Alamana, okay. Y'all got it. I said, (laughs) he is too good. So in a defensive battle, of course, everybody knows – that's a, it was a defensive battle. His three field goals from 28, 27, 30 yards in the second and third quarters erased a first quarter deficit and provided JSU, Jackson State, uh, also known as the I Love, the lead for good. It marked the first time <laughs> that a Jackson State kicker has connected on three field goal attempts in a game since 2014. I don't know where they come up with these data points, but it's a data point. So that's, that sounds like a Dwayne special there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least, newcomer, Mr. Wilkinson, amassed 109 yards of total offense and Jackson State's 16-3 win over Tennessee State. He tallied season highs in rushes of 15, uh, in rushes 15, rushing eight, 81 yards, 81, receptions three, and receiving yards 28 as the Tigers uh, went on to – their defeat in the Southern Heritage Classic. So kudos to those folks that have been identified by the SWAC as Players of the Week weekly honors. There are a few others, but uh, here, here's who the SWAC has recognized. Yes, kudos to the MEAC and the SWAC, those that were celebrated as Players of the Week. Um, as you said, talking about data points, this is the second data point in terms of Jackson State defense where they do not – down something to keep our eyes on you know charles charts that is he has all the history not just the swag 
but particularly Jackson State in terms of best defenses. He told us to watch out last year, and he seems to have a smile on his face in terms of Jackson State defense <laughs> this year. Thus far, they're hitting on all the points that you want. Let me give a shout-out to those followers out there, Carol Kellum, during Waters, uh, getting in here, uh, saying, what's up, folks? Uh, talking about good evening to the lab. William E. Davis, Barrett Williams says, go Jags. Mary Allen says, hello, everyone. William E. Davis is in the house. Jonathan Blackman uh, is in here. Go South Carolina State Benedict College and Allen U University. Seems like he's representing South Carolina. Tough. I like it. Uh, G. Boom Holly is in here. Got in right before Mike. Oh, yeah. G. Boom Holly sliding in as well. I see you. <laughs> Check Hunt. I wasn't going to say nothing until you told on yourself, uh, G. Boom Holly. Rodney 11 Club. I see. I see. LaShawn Harris. Jerome G. Sutton, appreciate the uh, messengers. Jerome, Kate Johnson, great evening, Sports Lab. I'll take that in effect as I give the HBC Marching Sport top 10 on Thursday. Jazzy oh. State, Andrea Woo. Scott, uh, Thomas Einstein Maddox, Kate Johnson is in the house, Lonnie Shaw. Deep in here today, I see y'all got must have some HBCU football going on. Arby Parker says, good evening, lab. Yes. Uh, in here, Chris Tucker. Appreciate y'all. Keep it coming. Also, in terms of the media, uh, I'm sure y'all might have heard a little bit about this. Deion Sands calls HBC Money Games um, yeah, questionable, particularly the Power Five games where he broke down the money associated with Appalachian State at FBS program, getting 1.5 going to Texas A&M. Uh, Georgia Southern get 1.4 going to Nebraska. Oh, by the way, these <laughs> teams won their game as they got the check going back to A&T's day. Show me my money. Mm, <laughs> Give me my mm. money. Uh, quote of the a decade probably in terms of that. But then he underscored his displeasure with some of the payouts associated with FCS level. Sam, you with 450 playing North Carolina's. Did give credit to Southern in terms of getting upwards to three quarters of a million dollars, seven sixty in terms of what was quoted. Uh, Alabama State going to UCLA in the Rose Bowl, getting five ninety uh, in terms of those. So interesting to see what that looks like in terms of Marshall getting one point two five. Obviously, you do got to point out that these are FBS programs, but he talked about specifically not just G five but the Power Five in that revenue. One of the things that I really latched on that I hadn't heard a lot of dialogue about. Everybody obviously either went one way or the other, um, either pointing out this is FBS or FCS payouts. A lot of folks were talking about, hey, the price of doing business today is not the same as yesterday. The bags went up. Some of this is along with you hearing with the Southern Heritage Classic, which all makes sense. But one of the bigger points that um, – I thought was the collective component that he talked about, uh, about the conference or HBCUs setting a pack of a floor, you know, what would be the minimum floor of saying what would be acceptable uh, to the conference, uh, which is powerful when you talk about the economic dollar and understanding how do you leverage your brand in such a way that you can increase um the programs that may have the ability to negotiate more versus some HB programs that may not have as big a brand as others that cannot negotiate. But if you come together in a collective framework, then it's easier to navigate that path to say that you can't just pick us off and say, all right, um, you won't do it for this price. We'll go over to this program. And now you feel like you got to take whatever's offered versus understanding from a collective position. No, if you want us, you want the band, you know, we understand the value that we have as a collective and you want any of us who are more than uh, ready to um, participate in this negotiation, but this is the floor that we are and accept. Whatever that floor may be, uh, we can negotiate and say what we agree that number should be for HBCU SWAC at the FCS level. But the idea of understanding the power of the collective, I think is something that may have been overlooked from a lot of people. So I wanted to kind of bring that to the table and got some of my final thoughts on that. Let's get into our first break. We'll come back right after this and get into the poll rankings and see what Charles and Mike have to say about that. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. 
Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Tell everybody Network. they can follow their dreams. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Mobile banking from Truist actually works for you. It gives you simple, smart, personalized insights to keep you one step ahead. Because we think that's the kind of control you deserve over your money. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Truist. Download the mobile app now. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. The analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot of So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab. We're back for our second segment. We get into the poll rankings, week number two, starting with the mid majors. I want to see what the guys think. Let me get right into it. Receiving votes of Bluefield State, Blue, Big Blue, one and one on the season. Arkansas Baptist Buffaloes, as they bring back football, got the first victory over Texas College, hasn't played since. You got Central State Matadors that dropped out of the poll this week, along with Florida Memorial Lions. Uh, Florida Memorial Lions at one and two, and Central State Matadors at one and one. Into the top 10, we have two teams that are jumping in. They start at number 10 with Kentucky State Thoroughbreds, one-on-one on the season. They jump into the poll rankings. At number nine, you have Savannah State Tigers. After a big victory, they jump back in as well with 15 points. Now into the previous ranked teams, you got number eight, Clark Atlanta Panthers out of the SIC, one-on-one on the season. They lose their last game, but they stay in the rankings for one spot. Along with number seven, Bowie State Bulldogs last year's Black college football, mid-major national champions, according to Dr. Cavill, that is, and these gentlemen right here, they come in at number seven. They dropped three spots this week after a tough road loss to Saginaw State there. At number six, rounding out the bottom five is Fort Valley State Wildcats, 2-0 on the season, getting off to a great start. See how they continue moving throughout the season with 54 points. They are up three spots. Let me get into the top five, fellas. Fayetteville State Broncos, one and one on the season. They lose a non-conference contest and fall two spots with six three points, bringing us to Albany State Golden Rams. They go on the road to FAMU and Tallahassee, put up a fight early, but then can't get it done. They score late to kind of make it a contest. They're one and one on the season. They still have two first-place votes, but they drop from number one. So we get a new number one. Stick with us, and we'll tell you who that is. Number three, you have the Benedict Tigers getting that big win. On the road, Lane against Lane, they go to 2-0, uh, two first-place votes, 77 points. They move up three spots, gentlemen. And number two, you have the Langston Lions, 2-0 on the season. That's in conference race as well, two first-place votes, 93 points. They stay at number two, bringing us to the new number one, Virginia Union Panthers, 2-0. They get the big road victory off against Vadosta State, the number two-ranked Division One team in the top 25. Poll rankings, they get a non-conference win against the Historic White College, one of the best wins in some time. You might have to go back to the playoffs with Bowie State last year, 
with a couple of wins in the playoffs. Go to FCS, you go back to South Carolina State uh, back in like what 2014, 2016, something like that, when they uh, defeated Wolford that won the SOCON. They were left out of the playoffs because they couldn't get it done against the MEAC. Those are some of the big victories. Let me go to you, Charles. What are your thoughts on the mid-major top 10 poll rankings? How did Dr. Cavill do this week? I want to put Virginia Union right up there. That's a huge win over national ranked team. Jada Byers, 32 carries, 319 yards. A huge game uh, for, for Virginia Union. Uh, they are the rightfully the number one team. But I tell you, a team that I would have put in the rankings this week is the Lincoln Lions from Pennsylvania. Oh. Uh, first. First road win in seven years. First road win since 2015. Uh, that was 31 games they dropped on the road until this weekend. So I would have shot him into uh, the poll ranking. So uh, that's my thoughts on the mid-majors. I see where you're thinking. I can see them receiving both, but you just dropped them in the top ten. Put them, hey, drop them right in the top ten. Big road win, as you said, first time in some time. So I can see where you're thinking. Let me go to Mike Washington and see what his thoughts are. He's stroking his – I don't even – I would say beer, but he doesn't have one, a little chinny-chin. <laughs> what do you say, Mike? Yeah, I, 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 I have to agree with you. First of all, uh, yeah, Virginia Union, hands up. All praise thee. Yes, with that victory, yes, you are. You deserve to be number one. Langston, I think they're off to a great start. Two and oh, Benedict, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would have put Lincoln up in there because who did they beat? Central, Central State. State. Mm-hmm. And, and who did Central State beat the previous week? Uh, Winston-Salem State. Winston-Salem State. I'm sorry. So they didn't just beat anybody. So I would have shot Lincoln at least into the top five. Uh, first road victory against a quality opponent. I agree with uh, my 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 compadre there, CB. I would have put Lincoln up in at least in the top five. Uh, the other one I I have a scratch in my head is Fort Valley. Now, yes, they just beat Kentucky State. Was at nine seven something like that. But I think that they've shown that they're a strong enough team to be in the top five as well. Mike uh, Charles, you see, Mike uh, just does not like the fact that Benedict went on the road and beat Lane, a Lane that took. I'm love to the road travel. Yeah, hey, he's coming up, but he's just going. I'm going to let him take it over to his bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Let him take it up. Let's go to the major division. I don't think there's much change here. You know, there was a scare. Let's see what people think. Or was it really a scare? I'm not sure about that. The defense showed up as it has all year for the last year and a half, really. Receiving votes, Florida and and Rattlers go to one and two as they get their big victory over the Albany State, as you see, a previous number one ranked team at the mid-major level, top 25 team, uh, Division II-wise. Uh, Tennessee State Tigers, they're still 0-2, but played two top 25 teams, so they received some votes. They're not in the top 10 poll as they fall out this week, along with Alcorn State Braves that go to 0-2 and, and also fall out the top 10 this week. So who do we have in there? Two new rankings. Let's see. At number 10, Delaware State uh, falls two spots, but they stay in the top 10 at one and one. They lose a tough one to Delaware. Played well in some spots of that game. Put up a lot of yards. Just couldn't get in the end zone. They have 17 points. Bringing us to number nine, Southern Jaguars, one and one. I guess their first real test, or at least a conference test at this level, we get a chance to see the new version under Eric Dooley. But they fall two spots after a tough loss to LSU. Yeah, power five out of the SEC. Still, they lost 18 points. At number eight, Prairie and Panthers, they fall three spots after a tough road loss. They go to one and one, one and mm. one. They had a lead up in there, played really well, but just like Tennessee. Take they the points. Take points. the points. Take the points. <laughs> Take the points. If you got the points on the road, take the points. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people saying that at number seven, Grammar State Tigers. For those that don't know, uh, Washington is referencing the fact late in the fourth quarter as Prairie View was leading Adeline Christian. They were up 13 to seven. They get a chance to go for a field goal, or what they decide to do is go for fourth and five. They don't get it, obviously, turn the ball over. And it seems like the whole momentum of the game went in the other direction. 
Abilene Christian comes down the field and scores, and then a short three and out, and they get the ball back and they score and end the game essentially with Prairie View not being able to get it done on their last drive. You got Money Reyes. Money Reyes <laughs> as your kicker. Take the points. He's mm. he, He's been good from 40-plus yards. Take the points. And we heard in the first part when you gave kudos to Jackson State kicker, uh, Money Reyes, Money Mata, as they say, yeah. is it like he really matters. Uh, he gets it done. So one team does it, the other one doesn't. I will say this. That coach Prairie Vienna Panthers McDowell said on the media day, he said, Hey, first year, learn about it. He said, uh, I am more traditional open where he said, You get a chance for points, you take the points. He said, Don't worry, it won't happen again. So he owned up to it. Credit to yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, credit it. to him. Yeah, I give him credit. He owned it. At number seven, Grandma State Tigers, they get a big win. Neutral site against Northwestern State. Uh, one of the first. Uh, wins for the SWAC, HBCUs this season against FCS Historic White College. So you got to think about that and give them that. So they go to one-on-one. They jump in the pole with that win. 43 points sets up a big matchup with a top-10 team uh, in terms of the previous ranked number one team. We see if they stay there, Jackson State, that game is on the road between Hugh Jackson, uh, former NFL player coach, uh, against Coach Prime. We'll see what that means this weekend. And number six, Alabama State Hornets, they – Go on the road, cross West Coast, long travel. They get a loss to UCLA. Have some good spots in there, but they fall a two and one. They drop just two spots uh, with that matchup. Top five, you got Arkansas at Pine Bluff Golden Lions, two and oh. Not ranked, but they jump in the top five as they get it done and uh, put a lot of points on the board as you should a team that you are outclassing in so many different ways. Also in the rankings, two spots up, a Hampton Pirates, 2-0 on the season, 8-3 point. A number three, North Carolina Central Eagles looking good as they uh, beat up on Winston-Salem State, their Division II foe and rival. They earn a first-place vote with that win, 93 points, three, remain at number three. Bring us to number two, South Carolina State gets on the board with the win against the old rival now out of the swag in terms of getting a win for the MEAC uh, against Bethune-Cookman. They have five first-place votes to take away a first-place vote for Jackson State. Uh, but Jackson State stays number one with six first-place votes, 2-0 and on the season, 1-0 and in the conference as they defeated FAMU, but then they come back and beat another rival, or at least according to some, a rival, Tennessee State Tigers, uh, in the Southern Heritage Classic, which seems like the last version for at least a while uh, in many people's eyes. They have 113 points, remaining number one, continue to get it done. So Jackson State Tigers remain number one. They do lose one first-place vote after week two. But defensively, they are strong. They have not let a team score a touchdown. And these are teams that are pretty solid when you're talking about family and Tennessee State, at least what people's expectation of these two teams are. So it'll be fascinating to see uh, what the Jackson State Tigers continue to do. And they play a team that put up some points. So we'll see if that makes a difference. Uh, but let me go to you first, Mike, in terms of the top ten in the major division. What are your thoughts into the poll ranking? No, uh, actually, nothing. Nothing with the top ten in the majors. Uh, man, that South Carolina State team. I saw that game. They were man. They are true to their name. Rushing, Kendrell Flowers, hundred fifty three yards, beast mode. Um, and I don't see nothing changing. So this South Carolina State team is is strong. They can make a push. Uh, for that top spot. So um, they played a very strong game. So nothing wrong with the, at least with your majors poll. Mm. Uh, yeah, man, I like that. Mike, you finally get your head on right. I like what you're doing there. I don't know uh-huh. what's going on, but we'll give you credit for it. Let me go see what's going <laughs> on. Yeah. Dr. Ville's inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop after dark. But anyway, go ahead. Take it away, Charles. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the poll got it right this week. Uh, it was interesting to see North Carolina Central Dell with one first place vote. I thought that was correct. But a uh, big matchup this weekend, Jackson State and Grambling Jackson State's defense gets to see another uh, explosive type offense with Katarius Hawkins, a 27-point second quarter uh, that Grambling had this past weekend, a good out-of-conference mm-hmm. win. We always celebrate out-of-conference wins uh, with regards to the SWAT because they've been beaten down so so much uh, with these uh, conferences mm-hmm. that are geographically within their recruiting uh, 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 within their uh, recruiting region. So a uh, good win for Grandma. So uh, that's going to be a good one uh, with Jackson State Grandma. 
And Grambling people will tell you in a heartbeat, they have not lost in Jackson since 1999. So <laughs> we're looking at 1999 to, to 2022. Uh, the the Grambling Tigers have not lost in Jackson State. What, what's that Sam Cook song? Change gonna come? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> a change gonna come. <laughs> Good point. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab. We'll be right back after this second break. We'll get into halftime and bring you back for the second half of the show. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the black college sports let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks before we can safely get out there we need the facts on covid19 vaccines visit getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness it's hard for your family to remember they can use less Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become... Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. To be inside the HBC Sports Lab after dark, we have none other than uh, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, the professors in the building. Got a little update text here. It says, how is JSU not unanimous? I understand how I think you can make that argument. Also saying that South Carolina State should not be ahead of North Carolina Central because of the first loss to South Carolina State. Please, North Carolina Central should be ahead of them. I think a point can be made yeah. there. But this is Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBC Sport Lab poll. Might ask you to vote in it, but other than that, you know, they ain't play. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into these matchups. Uh, May, mid-major classic of the week happens to face both a Division II and an FCS program between the two private schools, big-time programs. East Rutherford, New Jersey, MetLife Stadium, HBCU, New York City football classic, NYC, as they say it here, SIAC versus the MEAC, Saturday, September the 17th. Both of these teams uh, trying to get on the board. Morehouse Maroon Tigers played well, but they're 0-2. Howard Bison played well in their last contest, or they haven't played a full game, I should say. Looked good in spurts, but they're 0-3. One of these teams get off the snide and gets a much-needed victory. be interesting to see what the fellas think in terms of what that might be. Let me go with you, Charles Bishop. What are your thoughts in terms of this Howard University-Morehouse matchup between the smart folks, as they might say? <laughs> yeah, million-dollar question. Can the Morehouse Maroon Tigers defense, can they slow down Ian Wheeler? I think uh, Howard has a pretty powerful uh, rushing attack uh, that they'll unleash this weekend in the Big Apple. So I, I'm going with Howard for the easy W this weekend. Ooh. Mike? I don't know. It's going to be easy for Howard. I know the Howard. <laughs> like to do that. Some people are not sure. Where are you going with this matchup? I uh, here I, 
I agree with him to a certain extent, but data point. What is Howard's record? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and three, right? So yeah. uh, they are not exactly the beacon of efficiency, especially on the <laughs> offensive side. So while I think they will beat Morehouse, I want to see how efficient their offense is. Um, uh, I don't know if Morehouse is just strong enough. Um, if you look at the – I was looking at average sizes of their line. I was hey, looking at uh, offensive output. I, I can I, tell – God just wants a victory. He, he, he don't need to care if it's efficient or not. He wants a victory. But I can see Mike is going to break it down. I want to see I'm if they break gonna it down. <laughs> Go ahead, I, Mike. I'm, let, let me get my data points out. So Howard's <laughs> output on offense has been less than desired. And, and Morehouse is, seems to be improving. Nevertheless, I, I got ha- I got Howard in this one. It, it, I don't think it'll be a pretty victory, though. Yeah, I see. I see, boy. Y'all tough. Howard, he said they're going to get it, but it won't be pretty. Like I said, I know Scott and them Howard Bison love not. They just want a victory. Pretty as I mean, not. I mean how, how put up 418 yards against the FBS opponent this past week? And they put up 418 yards against South Florida. So, and I, I, it was the running attack. It was Ian Williams. It was, it was Jared Hunter. Yes. Yes, they did. Um well, Let's go to this next matchup, Independent. We're going to give some love to a program that just started football back again. And they've had some big wins in terms of just starting the program. That's Bluefield State, the big blue. They take on Central State Matadors. Everybody's going to like, man, Central State is getting a lot of love the first couple of weeks. Yeah, that's just kind of how the schedule fits. Central State is one and one. They go on the road, Mitchell Stadium, SIAC versus the Independent uh, team that has knocked on the door, at least looking at seeing if they can get some love from CIAA. Not yet. This is 11 a.m. game, so it's early in the morning. We wiping the sleep out of their eyes, as some would say, in terms of those parts, at least in Central Time Zone. It's noon there, so that's a little better pickoff when you're on the East Coast. Uh, let me stay with you, Mike. What are your thoughts on this Central State Matadors matchup against the Big Blue uh, of Bluefield State? Oh, I got Central State on this one. They looking good. So, uh, no, no, no other picks for me. I think I think Central State is looking good. Offensive, offensively, ten, ten, ten seems to run okay, but I think their defense will be able to ha- hold up in this one. Yeah, Charles, we doing our graduate class tonight. You know them late classes. You know how they go. You get a little blurry out. I see you over there. Give me some love <laughs> on this game. What are your thoughts to this matchup? <laughs> Make it sound exciting. I like Bluefield at home. Yeah. Give, 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 give me Bluefield at, at the crib. I, I, I like a little home cooking on this. And they've been <laughs> in terms of playing programs that are not great. They yeah. find, uh, to win some good ball games of teams that you think that should beat them but are not necessarily world beaters, they find mm-hmm. a way to come out of top, just like Johnson C. Smith. Johnson Smith, I'm sure, winning that game thinking, hey, uh, we can get a victory here. No, no. Now, it went down to the stretch in the last play of the game, essentially, but Bluefield State found a way to get it done, and they got some big wins last year over some of those CIAA teams. Well, we'll see what they can do in the SIAC. I like what you say here. Let's get into our last break. We'll come back in the fourth quarter and give you the major division matchups, classic and independent game. Talk about that, and then we'll call it a close for the uh, end of the evening. With that being said, Stiglitz will be right back after this last break. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. Well, let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. They're here. Definitely the one. (laughs) Introducing the all-new Nissan Frontier.
At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. It's like a loot machine. All around town, trying to get down. This is Dr. Gavilles inside the HBC Sports Lab. After dark, we got Charles Bishop and Mike Washington giving you the latest and greatest as we finished with the poll rankings earlier. We'll get into those marching sport poll rankings on Thursday. With that said, let's get into these major division games. We're going to start out with the HBCU class major division game of the week, which features a conference division game to make it that much more important. We're going up to Arlington, Texas in Globe Life Park for the Arlington Football Showdown this Saturday, 17th at 4 o'clock. It'll be on HBCU Go TV, so look for your local CBS affiliate-type station. You got the Southern Jaguars that are one and one on the season. Haven't played a conference game, so this is their first conference matchup. But you got Texas Southern Tigers that are 0-2, 0-1 in the conference. They can't afford to take another conference loss. They'll pretty much be out of the picture, so they need this bad. They snuck up there in Arlington that was not on top. Got the win last year in a nip and tuck game that had some calls that had everybody wondering different things. Although the conference said after the fact they got it right. With that being said, you got Eric Dooley, the coach over there at Southern, for his first conference game coming out of Prairie View. Hadn't had a loss uh, to Coach McKinney over his years. I, I so let me go to Charles. Mm. Right, where you going to pick up with this matchup? A million dollar question for me. When was the last time Eric Dooley lost to Texas Southern? Yeah. I mean, even when he was offensive coordinator at Graham. I mean, I, I you know, I, I haven't seen him lose to, to – to Texas Southern and God knows when, or but and that's you, you might know, have the, the days when he was at Southern or something. I'm not. Yeah, sure. I, I probably got to go back. That's a really good big for those hidden facts. See if somebody can tell us about it. Yeah, <laughs> but I I, I I expect for this to be sort of a coming out party, if you will, for Bashan McCray. Uh, we we saw that you know against Florida Memorial they could be pretty explosive, but I I really wanted to see this here Dooley uh, offense up against. Uh, uh, a swag west opponent million dollar question i think for me is can texas southern stop anybody i know they can score points but defensively they still have not shown that they can stop anything and until that happens i you, you have to go with southern on this I, I expect for southern to be able to put up points i expect a high scoring game in this one uh because i i, I don't i do think both of these offenses can be prolific in the swag but uh you got to go with southern yeah, I'm surprised you say a high-scoring game. I think Southern's defense is going to be formidable. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if that's the point, which is one of the things I look at more in this matchup, which is Southern's defense against Texas Southern's offense. But I want to see what Mike says, Andrew Body, Charles says he's going with Southern's quarterback, McCray, for a coming-out game. Wow. Fascinating there. Andrew Body had some points against North Texas. Uh, yeah. You know, showing the life of what many people thought he was going to do. Yeah, Mike, take it away. What do you thought about this matchup? No, I, I to be honest, gotta gotta go with him. Uh, Andrew Body, he's got a slow start. His efficiency is one hundred and twelve percent, but I, I think the efficiency for the Southern quarterback is right up to with him. I think this is somewhat of a resemblance game data point for the Southern quarterback. So I think that defense for Dooley will definitely keep them at bay. If Texas Southern couldn't do anything against a preview defense, I do not think they'll be able to do anything against a Dooley defense. That's, and that goes, that goes the same. 
So, no, I, I take Southern all the way. Now, Clarence McKinney offensively had some success against Dooley on the defensive side. Uh, just couldn't get it done offensively. I will say that. But to your point, I see where you're going in this matchup. And I'm going to stick with you, Mike, as we shift over to the HBC Independent Non-Conference Major Division Game of the Week. But happens to be a rivalry game. It used to be a MIAC conference game. No longer that way. It's in Hampton, Virginia, William Dick Price Stadium. When you get the Colonial matching up against the MIAC, we saw it last week with the City game uh, with Morgan State and Townsend. That was pretty close. Townsend got the win. Uh, can the MIAC get a little rebound, or will it go to the Colonial again? This is Saturday again, September the 17th at 1 o'clock. Uh, game is on uh, ESPN+. Plus. Hampton Pirates are 2-0. At Norfolk Spartans that are 0-2, can the Spartans get off the ski victory, or will it stay in the Colonial and Hampton and start out the season at 3-0 when a lot of people thought they would be scratching for wins? Well, they got off the turf. I know it's early, but what do you say about this, Mike? You know, I, if, if you'd asked me this question about three games ago, I probably would have picked Norfolk State. But I'm going to go with Hampton. I mean, Hampton is showing some – some strength, especially on the defensive side. You know, Norfolk State, they've lost some games, but it's not the games they've lost, it's how they lost. I mean, 55 to 3, 63 to 7, given it was Marshall. Marshall just beat uh, Notre Dame. James Madison weren't even competitive in that game. So I don't know what Norfolk State can really do. I know Hampton's going to come to play. So I'm going to go with Hampton on this one. Oh, shout out Ooh. to Wilson. He said, uh, this better be for extra credit after dark. I said, yes, it is. This is your graduate class, so it's a little extra points for, for those undergraduate students coming in here and finding out what it looks like at the graduate level. Uh, yes, this is extra points. I like what you said there, Mike, but I want to see, does Charles Bishop agree with you? He started ooing a little bit, so he might have some different points. Let's see what he thinks. Mm, behold the green and gold at home. Ooh, this is tough. It's tough. It's tough. But I got to go Hampton Pirates in this. Uh, can Norfolk State stop Elijah Burrs? Uh, Elijah Burrs had a huge game against Tuskegee, rushed for over 100 yards. But they had multiple players, I mean, who really, you know, you, who had some nice carries in this game. I, I think Hampton's going to bludgeon them uh, in this game with regards to the rushing attack. I'm going to go with the Pirates. They got a little something going thus far yeah. uh, this season. They got that little, I don't know. They got uh, some, that Colonial Athletic Association yeah. mojo or something. They, they, got, <laughs> they got some cooking over there. I don't know what it is, but with that start, I, with that start they got, I yeah. got to go, go with Hampton on this one. I, so, I am a little bit concerned about uh, Dawson awesome Y'all already threw the pixie dust off of Coach Odom's over there? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am a little bit concerned about him as quarterback Malcolm Mays. He was a little uh, loose with the football against Tuskegee, a couple of interceptions. So, uh, but if they take care of the football, I think Hampton will get this win. Yeah. No doubt about it. Great points by both of y'all. Thank you for being good stewards and partners in that. And that'll do it for us, Liz. Jimmy said that's extra credits uh, with Dr. Bills inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop after dark. Give you some extra love here. Thanks for those that stuck with us and got it in. In terms of what it looks like, give some quick shout-outs for those that are able to jump back in with us uh, this evening. Lynn Blow, Theron Waters, uh, Anthony Weston, Jazzy Faye came back in here, checked it out. Appreciate you, Jazzy. Uh, Lonnie Shaw, Chuck Hunt is in the building. Always Carrie Mickens, Ricky Burton, uh, Noel Price uh, got back in here. Belinda Johnson. Lonnie Shaw, yes, we got the sound working, buddy. Wendell Davis, brother Wendell Davis. I see you, Juan C. Hill coming in here, back in class. Eric Evans giving us some love in terms of what's going on here. Appreciate you in terms of what that looks like. Lennon says, y'all better give all of us a dozen crispy donuts, hot donuts tonight. Man, we give extra credit points. <laughs> Lots of food, man. We trying to live a healthy lifestyle. But, you know, that's early in the morning. We'll get you some coffee and tea. <laughs> He, Lonnie says, hey, Charles Bishop, for the safety reason, tell Shador Sanders to stop flashing that bling-bling on national TV. Not good. Yeah, the only thing is good thing, he's not on the West Coast where right yeah. now uh, it's a lot dangerous being around there. I think he might be okay in Jackson, Mississippi. 
to your point, uh, sad news out there in terms of the way the world turns in Los Angeles. So I do get the point there. Stephen A. Miller, uh, Jimmy Wilson wants his extra points. Lenny Jenkins uh, jumping in here. George Suggs has joined us as well. Kevin Crawford, appreciate you all checking us out. That'll do it for us. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure to share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Yadokovil, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Ville's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday. We'll be back Thursday at 6 o'clock, Central Standard Time. We look forward to uh, as we continue to give you the latest news of the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. That's Facebook and YouTube. Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Horse. Mike? Lecture. Dismissed.